0: Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. How many can lift a hand and say, he is, he, is, he is good? He is good to me. He's been good to me. And thank God he's not done being good to you. <laughs> There's a whole lot more in store. Praise God. Thanks, guys. Sure enjoy that good singing and playing. Don't they do a good job? Yes. It's such a privilege to be with you. Uh, here in Samoa again, and thanks to Miss Patty and Brother James and the Lord they've treated us so nice and fed us so much and <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> we're not going without we're we're not lacking any good thing um, it's uh i'm as I'm sitting there this morning and and watching the videos of the ship and the outreaches and uh, thinking about what's going on here in the the Bible school, I'm sure we do not understand the significance of us obeying the Lord and uh, taking his word and and preaching the gospel wherever he sins. We know it's important, but I don't think we really have much of an idea how important it is. This is eternity we're talking about. This is the kingdom of God and the divine purpose being fulfilled in the earth. Uh, the truth is, the sad fact is, most of the billions alive on this planet don't even acknowledge God. They, they give him no time he has. Don't, many don't even believe in him, much less submit to him and seek his will. So those who do, like you, <laughs> have such a special place in his heart. He will never forget that you chose to believe in him and many of you chose to leave everything and follow him fully. He will never forget it. And he is not unrighteous to forget. Hallelujah. Our labor in love. So you are a wise man, a wise woman to be giving your life to the Lord and following him. Because it's going to be over real quickly anyway. You'll be so glad you didn't waste it pursuing temporary things like most people do. Hallelujah. Somebody say, "Thank thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the light and revelation. To know who we are, to know what's going on, to know what's important, and to be able to redeem our time and to use it wisely. Thank you, Father. Well, let's pray and and agree together for the next few minutes for utterance concerning the word that you will hear not from me, but from him. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together as touching this thing, asking you for utterance in the Holy Spirit, Lord, that I may speak as the oracles of God, that your words may come through me. And we're asking for everybody, all of us, to have ears to hear and eyes that can see and discern and understand, a heart that can understand, answers and direction and help, a supply of the Spirit and adding to us that will bring us up even higher. We ask it in Jesus name and we thank you for it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Would you turn in the scriptures again please to a verse we looked at yesterday morning? Colossians the 4th chapter. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 17. Colossians 4.17, the Spirit of God through Paul, uh, in writing to the church at uh, Colossae, singled out an individual named Archippus. Apparently he knew him, and the Spirit of God wanted to say something through Paul to him specifically, and he said, verse 17, Colossians 4.17, say to Archippus, take heed To the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you fulfill it. Take heed means be on your guard, be on your watch, be diligent to watch, that you do what? That you fulfill. Fulfill the ministry that you've received of the Lord. God's Word translation says that you complete all the work that he started as the Lord's servant. The the New Century Version says, tell Archippus, be sure to finish the work the Lord gave you. The New English says, see to it that you complete the ministry you received in the Lord, that you complete it. Well, why would the Spirit of God need to say that? See that you completed Because we have an adversary We have an enemy And that, that word Adversary means one who Opposes One who resists You make the decision to Follow the Lord And, and uh, pursue the ministry That he's called for you The enemy is not just going to Stay out of your way And let you fulfill it undisturbed, he's going to try to oppose that. He's going to try to uh, wear you down. He's going to try to deceive you, trick you, confuse you into stopping, into not completing what you began. But Jesus is the author and the finisher. (laughs) of our faith, and what he starts, he always intends to finish. Now, you'll see a lot of people, they start things, but they never finish them, but that's not the Lord. If it was right to start it, it's wrong to stop before you finish. (laughs) If it was right to begin it, it's right to stay with it until you complete it. He said, see to it that you complete, that you finish the ministry that you've received of the Lord. Look with me in Philippians to a familiar verse of Scripture that we just were talking about it, but let's put our eyes on it. Philippians 1 and 6, anybody know that one? Hmm? No? Brand new to you? (laughs) Philippians 1.6 says what? Being confident confident of this very thing. Confident of what? That he which has begun a good work in you will what? Will perform it, will complete it, will finish it all the way until the day of Jesus Christ. The Lord intends to perfect that which concerns you and stay with you and help you and enable you that you complete everything that he's every good thing he started in you. And the only thing that would hinder that and prevent that from happening is if the enemy can convince you to quit, to stop short, to give up. And sadly, I've been in the Ministry long enough now to see person after person, you know start in the ministry only to quit later, to become disillusioned. i I had friends back thirty uh, five years ago that uh, just excited about the word as I was, and we went to school together and started ministry together and 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 I know of individuals that are They hadn't preached or talked in 15 years. Don't even go to church. What happened to them? They were so on fire. They were so stirred up. And now, uninterested? You know, uh, just not even respectful of the things of God anymore? The enemy was successful in deceiving them, in tricking them. But by the grace of God, that does not have to happen to you. Yes. Not now, not 10 years later, no, no, no. Not, 50 not 50 years later, if the Lord tears his coming. Yes. You can be more excited about God and his things Absolutely. 40 years from now than you are right now. That's Absolutely. what it's supposed to be like. Yes. The path of the, ju- the just gets brighter and brighter. Doesn't get worse, it gets better. Make up your mind that by the grace of God, you're going all the way. Yes, sir. Somebody say all the way, all, all way. the way, all the way, all the way through this life, all the way till the day of Jesus Christ. That's the end of all of this and entrance into the next part. But uh, it doesn't pay to be flippant and prideful and go, well, that was just them. You know, they were weak. They got disillusioned. That'll never happen to me. That's the kind of person it happens to. Hmm? Someone who doesn't take it seriously, who imagines that they're superior for no reason. (laughs) Just because they're them. Well, these people were serious, too. These people were excited, too but somehow the enemy wore them down over a period of years or decades until they did not complete did not finish the ministry the Lord gave them now yesterday we talked about Martha huh? <laughs> anybody remember <laughs> Martha Martha <laughs> and uh, if you weren't here I recommend you get that message because uh, it was it was significant. Yes. Yeah, I, the utterance was I, I thought particularly good. Yes. It's, it's kind of like my my grandmother, who's in heaven now. She's a really good cook, and uh, back in in those days, I when we'd get off uh, from school, we'd go to grandma's house, <laughs> and she cooked us tea cakes, cakes and, and rice pudding. Oh boy. <laughs> and egg pudding and rice pudding. And uh, there's none of the, there were no microwaves. There was no instant anything. And uh, I, I, she'd be over a big pot in the kitchen sometimes. She'd be stirring. She'd go, she'd go, mm, that is good if I did cook it myself. <laughs> <laughs> and she was telling the truth. Well, yesterday that is good. If I did preach it myself, it was, it was good. It was good. Thank you, Lord. Very important. Very important. Some things we talked about. Uh, one of the reasons why that people get disillusioned and tired and quit the ministry is because of what happened with Martha. They try to do the ministry their own way. She assumed and was laboring hard at serving, which is the same word for ministry, but she didn't stop to ask the Lord what he wanted. Come on, are y'all with me? Understand what I'm saying? This is a big, big mistake. You can be working hard, hard, hard for the Lord and not even be in his will. Did y'all hear me, friends? not even doing what he told you to do because you didn't stop and ask him there was there was a great opportunity there was a great need people said come do this come help me with that and people didn't stop and ask and so they're working hard working hard but it seems like nobody will help me and Martha was getting more frustrated all the time and and she was thinking her sister owed her something this is how I mean you can't stay in that state week after week, month after month and keep going, you'll get so fed up, you'll quit. Can you see that? But it's not the Lord's fault. She shouldn't even been in the kitchen that day, right? (laughs) She shouldn't have even been trying to do a meal. She should have taken just a moment, just a moment and asked the Lord, Lord, do you want me to, to prepare a meal for everybody? And he'd have said on that day, no, no, you just sit down here with your sister and it would have solved the whole problem. Yes. She would have been happy. Yes. How many think they would have eaten that day? They'd have been okay. Yes. Is that right? The Lord would have taken care of them. Yes. And uh, she wouldn't have had anything to be upset about. She would have been get, getting her spirit fed. Mm-hmm. That's how you can be sustained year after year and even get more excited. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We said uh, pride assumes. Yes. Humility asks. You know, uh, there's a phrase in the scripture concerning David, King David, and you'll see more than once it said, he inquired of the Lord. Remember reading that? He inquired of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord as a regular thing. And uh, uh, you know, many times it said the Philistines, the enemy would come out against them and David would inquire of the Lord. Do we go up against them? And the Lord would say, Go because I'm going to deliver them into your hands. So he would, and it'd be a conventional battle, and they would win. And then it would say the Philistines came up again. And it said, David inquired of the Lord again. And it happened repeatedly. And uh, then it said the Philistines came up again. And, and you might think, well, I've, done, I've already done this, you know, five times the last 10 years. I know what to do. You go out against them. But no, everybody say no. no. Don't assume. Pride assumes. And you got to watch about when you've been doing something for a while, some pride can come in. And you can think, I've been doing this for 20 years. I know how to do this. (laughs) But you're not your own Lord. Right? You're not the boss. And so it says, David inquired of the Lord again. And it's a good thing he did, because the Lord this time said, no, don't go out against them. Go around by the mulberry trees, (laughs) right? A completely different tactic. And when you hear and see this, even though you've done the same thing a hundred times, ask. Everybody say, ask, ask, Ask. because the Lord may tell you something completely different today. Pride assumes, humility asks, and that will that'll help uh, put a prevention from the enemy being able to discourage you because you're Im- involved in something that you shouldn't be wearing you down. Now look with me today at another aspect of this. Go with me please over to, uh, um, let's see, the book of Mark. Mark. The book of Mark, the 10th chapter. No, no, I'm still not telling you right. Need to move a little bit slower here. Luke 15, let's do that first. Luke 15. What uh, What we finished on yesterday was 1 Corinthians 3 says, we're laborers together with God. We don't just work for God, we work with Him. And that means we need uh, continual communication with Him every day, not just assuming, not just making our plans and working hard for the Lord, no, no, always asking, always checking. Do we continue to do this? Uh, Do we do this any differently? Do we stop this? Do we start this? Always asking, always checking labors together with him. Now in Luke, the 15th chapter, is that what I said? Are y'all okay? Yes. Luke 15 and verse 11, let's look at another reason or reasons why people get disillusioned and quit. In Luke 15, 11, it said he, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. And he divided unto them his living. Everybody say, he divided to them. He divided to them. Them refers to who? Hmm? How many sons did he have? Two sons. Two sons. And the younger son says, uh, Father, I want mine now. (laughs) And the father didn't rebuke him. He gave to him what he asked, but he didn't just give it to him. He divided unto them. Everybody say them. them. Them means what? But he gave to both sons their inheritance now. Divided to them his living. That's all the father had accumulated in his lifetime that would have been left to them at his death. But the younger son came one day and said, uh, Father, I don't want to wait (laughs) till you die and you're gone. I want mine now. Now, there's a big revelation right here. Because a lot of people would have thought the father would have said, how dare you? How dare you ask me? No, you'll get it due time when I'm gone, not a day before. Don't ask again. But that's not what happened. I said, that's not what happened. We call this the the parable or the story of the, the prodigal son. But there are so many lessons here. The father was not opposed to his sons enjoying their inheritance. That was never an issue. Because he didn't have to give it to them. Did he? He's the one in control. He's the elder. He's in charge. He didn't have to give them his, his life's earnings and his inheritance. But he did. Simply because the younger son was bold enough... To ask. the <laughs> Sometimes people think they're being polite, but when it comes to the things of God, the Lord tells you to step up and ask. Yes. Step up. Yes, ask. You have not because you didn't ask. The Lord said, uh, ask and you'll receive. Yes. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it'll be open to you. That means you can't just sit in a corner and hope it falls on you. Yes. And hope somebody notices you. You may call that being humble, but it's according to the Lord. It's not faith. Yeah. Faith is bold. Yes. Not arrogant, but bold. Yes, Another word would be confident. Faith is confident. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. How did the younger son find this confidence? He he knew who he was. He knew his father loved him. And he was not afraid to come do this. So he just just came to his father. He he got to thinking one day, I know my my father loves me. He's got all this stuff. I could be enjoying these things right now. Uh, Why do we have to wait? I don't think my father wants me to wait. I'm just going to go ask. And I don't know if he told anybody else, but they might have said, don't you ask. No, no, you better not. But he said, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask. And so he went and asked. And probably to everybody's surprise, the father said, sure, sure. Went to the bank the next day, made the arrangements, distributed the funds into both son's accounts. This represents our Father. He wants you to have it. He wants you to enjoy it. Now. Oh, somebody say now. Now. He wants you to enjoy it now. But most people, for all different reasons, think, oh, no, no, not now. Not now. No. No. In the sweet by and by. Over yonder. No, for those that are confident enough to step up and receive, now, now in this time, now in this life. How many remember Jesus said, anybody that gives up anything for the kingdom of God, they'll receive a hundredfold, now in this time. Did he say it or not? Now in this time, now in this life, and in the world to come, eternal life. Somebody said out loud, now, now in, this time. in this time, now, now in, this life. in this life, now, now, now. Thank you. <laughs> up until this point, nothing bad has happened, nothing bad has happened, the Father, nobody made the Father do this, but after this, things begin to go off. <laughs> Verse 13, not many days after the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country, why do you want to go so far away from home? <laughs> huh? so nobody knew what he was doing. Is that right? That's why people don't want to live close to the church. They don't want to live close to family. They want to move away so nobody knows what I'm doing. He went into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. We could say wild partying, wild living, sinful partying. And the scripture said he wasted it. He wasted his substance. Let me talk about this just a little bit. Sometimes people uh, are are so uh, fixed on, afraid they're going to waste some money doing the church things or the ministry things. Maybe maybe we might have spent too much on that carpet. We might have spent too much on that air conditioning. (laughs) No, it's worth 10 times what you paid for. (laughs) We might have spent too much. Might have spent too much. Might have spent too much. You can't spend too much. You can't waste money on accomplishing the Lord's will. Oh, did you hear that or not? I don't care if you paid too much. If you paid twice too much, it wasn't wasted if it accomplished the will of God. Hmm? I know... uh, some years ago, I was seeking the Lord about what to believe for in our ministry on some financial things. And I said, well, Lord, uh, um, you know, it, it, it costs this much or, or it's going to be this much. You know, he creates planets, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what would an you, you can't come up with an amount big no. enough for the Lord to go, whoo, that's no. a <laughs> lot. Huh? Yeah. Never happened. Never, Never happened. And this is what he said to me. Now, he talks to you the way you understand. He said, Keith, I don't care how much it costs. Just get the job done. I don't care how much it costs. Is that true or not? I see a lot of you looking at me like, I don't know about that. Well, now, come on, think about this. What if you were working with a multi-billionaire? A multi-billionaire and you come to him and say, look, it's going to cost $25,000 instead of $15,000. And he's a multi-billionaire. Might he say to you, look, I don't care how much it costs. Just get it done. Well, God's not a multi-billionaire. He's not a multi-trillionaire. Come on in here with me. Why wouldn't he think that way? What does he care About a few dollars, huh? U.S. or Samoan, right? (laughs) Or Japanese yen? I mean, what what would he care if you spent ten times too much? Would would it really upset him? Would he would he be half a day at the right hand of the Father, going, "They wasted that. That was just (laughs) that was. (laughs) They paid an extra five thousand dollars." That is the trivial yeah, thinking yeah. of human beings. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. On the other hand, on the other hand, you can scrimp, you can save, you can negotiate until people sweat and cry, <laughs> and you can get the best deal in the world, and you can have saved fifty percent. But if it wasn't accomplishing the will of God, yeah. the whole thing was waste. Yeah. Can you see this, friends? The whole thing was wasted. You can't waste money accomplishing the will of God. If it, if it winds up accomplishing what God wanted, don't you think twice that I might have spent a little too much or might not have got the best deal. Or, you can't waste money doing God's will, accomplishing His will. But if it wasn't God's will, I don't care how many people worked, how much money was saved, all of it was a waste. Mm. And I don't know of any place in the Word that tells us we're going to get rewards yeah. for how much money we saved. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, as you know, many scriptures about eternal rewards for how much money you <laughs> saved. <laughs> Brother Kenneth Copeland said uh, years ago, he kept hearing people say, you know, we want to... I'm going to save the Lord money. We're not going to buy the best piano. We saved the Lord $1,000. We're not going to get the best carpet. We saved the Lord $5,000. We're going to you know, not make that church that big. We saved the Lord you know, $50,000. And, and he said, the Lord said, when am I going to get all that money <laughs> that they're saving for me? He's never going to see that money. Is that right? It's a, it's a lie. It's a deception. The Lord's never going to see all this money that people are supposedly saving for him. No. No. He is the greatest king of kings. His things ought to be the best we can make them. Is that right? With no concern about spending too much and then believe God that next year and next 10 years we can do it even bigger. We can Is that right? Do it even better. There's nothing more important going on in the earth than the will of God, than the advancement of the kingdom of God, than the preaching of the gospel. You can't can't spend too much on it. You can't waste money if it accomplishes his will. Well, the reason why all of this was wasted is because he's not even trying to do the will of God, right? He's left the Father's house, which represents the Father God. So he's, he's not trying to help the Father. He's not trying to accomplish the Father's will. He's separated himself from the Father and he's just yielding to the flesh so he is wasting everything that he's spending. He's wasting it all. And when you're out of God's will and plan, the Lord's not obligated to finance your rebellion. Yes. Yes. Is he? He's not obligated to finance you forsaking his plan and pursuing your own thing. He's not obligated to finance that and you're going to run out. I said you're going to run out. And so keep reading. It said "He, he wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, he spent it all. Same time there arose a mighty famine in the land. Bad timing. Is that right? You're in the wrong place at the wrong time. You run out of money just as the economy collapses. <laughs> this should be a wake-up call, right? Where We have missed God somewhere. And he began to be in want. Keep going, verse 15. And uh, he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed uh, swine, to feed pigs. Now, when you are forsake, have forsaken the will and plan of God, and you're at the wrong place, then you will, in your need, you'll make wrong alliances. Can you see this, friend? You'll reach out to the wrong people. He shouldn't have been involved with this. Verse sixteen. It said he. Uh, he fain would have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave to him. He, was, he ran out of money days or weeks ago, and he hadn't, hadn't even had enough to eat, and he, he, he finally got a job feeding pigs. He's so hungry that when he puts the pig food in the trough, he's thinking, that looks pretty good. <laughs> that's 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 a pretty good thing. Right there. He, he wants to get in the trough with the pigs. Forsaken God will bring you low. Is that right? Yes. Will bring you so low. Abject poverty. Not enough to fill his belly. No man gave to him. See, the, the way it works in the kingdom of God is sowing and reaping. The Lord deals with you, you sow in church, to ministries, but also to each other, to individuals as the Lord leads you. And when you obey him in that, he deals with people to give to you. You don't pull on people, but he deals with people in the right place and time. And if he's not dealing with people to give to you, then something's wrong on your end. Can you see? No man gave to him. Why? He's not trying to do the will of God. He hadn't been sowing his money. He's been blowing his money. Is that right? And so nobody is giving to him. Because he hadn't been giving. He's only been focused on how much of a party he can have. And of course, when you got plenty of money and you want a party, you got a lot of friends. Is that right? All Party friends showed up and until the money was gone, and then they're gone. Yes. And sometimes people say, well, I thought we were friends. Yeah, you thought wrong. <laughs> they never were your friends. Yeah. A lot of times people get so heartbroken, I thought we were friends. No, you just were foolish. They never were your friends. They were along for the ride as long as it benefited them. A lot of messages in here, isn't there? <laughs> no man gave to it. Verse 17. And when he came to himself, I heard one fellow preaching this, and he said uh, he took off his watch and he sold that because he ran out of money. And then he uh he took off his coat and he sold that. And he took off his uh, uh you know, other parts, and, and then he finally he took off his shirt and he came to himself. <laughs> 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 had nothing else to sell. <laughs> you know, sometimes... Um, Family and friends get in the Lord's way. The Lord will let you get hungry if that's what it takes for you to repent. Hmm? And sometimes family won't. They will get in the way and they will help support somebody's rebellious lifestyle. And the enemy will use that to rob mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters of money that should be going to other places you need to be led with family just like with anybody else that was a little weak the the resources the money, the funds the things that come into your life the Lord gave you should you ask him about how to disperse them should you Beware of somebody coming and putting pressure on you and pulling on you. Yeah, but they're family. Yeah, but they're this. You better ask the Lord. Yes. You better check in your heart. And there'll be times He will deal with you to say sorry. No. Yes. No. Yeah, but yeah, but we're friends. Yeah, but you you you're, you can actually be supporting an ungodly rebellion. Come on, can you see this? They're running away from God. They're they're rebelling against God. You do not want to finance that. You don't want to support that. If they'll repent and come back, he'll take care of them. Is that right? He's bigger than you. We all have the same source. They got the same source you do. Whether they're acting like it or not, we all have the same source. Don't let anybody make you their source and pull on you and go, you have to give me, you have to, I need this. No, you should be led by the spirit with everybody, including family and friends, everybody. And I'm not telling you that'll be easy. There'll be times that's not easy. It's hard. People may cry and they say, well, I thought we were friends. I thought we, yeah, but if they thought, if they were thinking right, they'd never be pulling on you like that. They'd never be pressuring you like that. You're not their source, never were. Is that okay? He said, and he came to himself, that's, that's the thing. Where, where was he days before? He wasn't at his self. Hmm? He, he had a, a, an awakening, a realization. I've missed it. I have really messed up here. He said, uh, my, my father has all kind of staff and employees. They, they got bread enough and to spare. They eat good at father's house. Here I am starving, feeding pigs, And nobody will give me anything. I'm perishing with hunger. He's having an awareness. I've been a fool. This is repentance. And repentance is necessary before you can help someone. I want you to notice. Now, I know you guys are Bible students. You've read this before. You know about this. The Father did not chase this young son. Can you see this? He did not chase after him and go to this foreign city and find him in the midst of these parties and say, please, please, son, stop doing this. Please come home. Please come home. He did not go after him. He did not chase him. He did not beg him to come home. Come on, can you see this? Why? It would have done no good for him to do so. Until this young man is ready to repent on his own, you can't help him. The father himself can't help him. Come on, can you see this? Different ones of you will be pastors. Different ones of you will be, you know, leaders of ministries, and you know, people in the churches. There are times. You know, a church is, is a family. It's supposed to be a family. Yes. And uh, the pastors are supposed to be the, the, the father and the mother. And the, the older Christians are supposed to be the older brothers and sisters. It's a, and you help, t- help take care of the babies. It's, it's a family. Yes. But there will be people like this young man that will get a wild idea. They want to leave. And so they leave. And even though you love them, don't just chase people. Yes, yes. Y'all hear me, friends? Yes, you can wind up misrepresenting the Lord. Yes. Hmm? Yes. Because the truth is, the church will go on yes. without them. Yes. Yes. Is that right? Yes, sir. <laughs> and depending on how much they were doing, might not even be missed that much yes. as far as their contribution. But they need the Lord so much more than they realize they need him but unless they're willing to repent don't just beg them and plead with them and, and chase them it can, it can do no good and you can actually be misrepresenting the Lord because they need to change they're the ones that's in the wrong they need to change when he came to himself and he said uh, this is crazy I'm starving I'm starving and the guys that work for my dad are eating good. I'm going home. This is where your life turns around. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm going home. I'm going to get up. Verse 18 I'm going to my father. How many know everybody needs to come to the father? Everybody. I'm going to say to him, Father, I've sinned against you, against heaven, and before you. That's real repentance. Notice there's a period there. I have sinned against heaven and before you. He goes on to say, I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your high servants. But there's no, there's no excuses after the I've sinned. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Excuses after the I've sinned indicates they haven't really repented. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I might have made some mistakes, but you know, <laughs> nobody really would help me in and, and my time of need, and nobody prayed for me, and, and you know, and uh, uh, mama loved the other brother more, and, <laughs> and, and uh, no, no, you're not repenting. Yeah. You haven't repented. You're still blaming other people yeah. and not taking responsibility. You said, I've sinned, yeah. no excuse. It was wrong. I repent, period. Hmm? If if it's not that way, it's not repentance. And so that's what he did. And uh, he said, I'm going to tell him, I've sinned against heaven, and before you I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired servants. He arose, came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him. And had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Hallelujah. Now he runs to him. Why? He knows something's happened. Right? He knows in his heart when he sees the boy coming, he's had a change of heart. Mm -hmm. I can help him now. Praise Praise God. God. So he ran to him. He grabbed him. This represents the Father God. He grabbed him. Does the father love you like that too? Even if you've missed it, does he love you like that? If you'll come back, he'll run to you. He'll hug you up, kiss you. Somebody say, thank you, father. Thank you, father. Had compassion and ran. Fell on his neck. Kissed him. And the son goes into his speech that he's planned The whole time he's been coming back, he's been practicing what he's going to say. And he says, father, I've sinned, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight and I spent your 3 million dollars <laughs> and it's all gone and I'm not worthy to be called your son. I know it. But before he could finish his speech, the father said, Shh, "Hush. That's that's good. That's good." He said, "Bring the best robe." Oh, glory to God. Now there are people who who mock Folks like me that talk about the abundance of God and the prosperous blessings of the Lord, but this is Him. I said, "This is Him." Here's this boy fresh off the pig farm. I shouldn't say fresh. <laughs> probably smelly. <laughs> he probably doesn't smell good. He doesn't look good. He hasn't had a haircut, and uh, you know he, he's had no money. He said, no money. He's in rags. And the father says, you know, you know that $15,000 suit that they they made for me. Go get that one. (laughs) Go get that one. Go get my good suit. Woo. Go get my good suit. And uh, put it on him. So he didn't even have to dress himself. And then put a ring on his hand. You know that one, that big diamond? The big diamond with the rubies and the emeralds? Go get that ring. Put it on his hand. Put it on his hand. (laughs) And you know my crocodile shoes. (laughs) You know the blue ones the navy blue ones that I had custom made, bring them and put them on the boy's feet. So in a matter of minutes, he's standing there with a custom designer suit on, the big ring on his hand, got the crocodile shoes on. Is that the will of the father? If it's the will of the father to bless a recently repented wayward son yeah. like this. Why not a faithful son? Yeah. Yeah. Why not a faithful daughter? Do- why wouldn't he want that for his faithful sons and daughters? He does. He does. There, there are preachers, there are um, theologians that will tell you God doesn't want you to have any of this. That it displeases him. But they're ignoring passages like this and many other passages that reveal the nature of the Father. He wants you. He, he's your daddy. And he is the richest daddy in the universe. Why can't he give you a nice, some nice clothes? Why can't he give you some nice shoes or sandals? Why can't he give you a nice ring? Why can't he? Why can't he? Why can't he? If he can't do it, He's not God. Yeah. If he doesn't want to do it, he's not good. Now yeah. with me or not? Yes. He's not as good as people say that he is. This is how good he is. Yes. Come in. Fresh from sinning and partying and blowing the father's money and stinking like pigs, and, <laughs> but because you genuinely repented, and your heart's right now. The Father wants to pour the blessing on you. Put the good suit on him. Put the big ring on him. Put the, put the good shoes on him. Go kill the fatted calf. <laughs> and let's eat. <laughs> this is something a lot of people get excited about. Maybe you had not thought about it. Jesus, after he was raised from the dead, after he was resurrected, mm. he appeared uh, to the disciples mm. and they were eating. Remember that? Yes. They had some fish. Yes. What did he say? Yes. Give, me some. <laughs> Give me some fish. Is that right? Give me some fish. <laughs> Jesus eats and drinks in his glorified body. Yes. And right after we get to heaven is going to be the great marriage supper. How many think the Lord knows how to put on a supper? You, you hadn't seen a supper like the Lord's supper. We will get to the Lord's supper and we'll look down the table and we'll go, how, for how long does this thing go? How many think the Lord's table is full of provision, full of the best? Of the best. Yes. Well, he's, he's not just gonna be that way then. He's that way right now. He never changes. And he's told us to pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He doesn't have two separate wills. He he never changes. <laughs> so you will get you and I will get to eat and drink in our glorified bodies. And we won't have to be concerned about too many calories.. <laughs> How about that? There won't be anything that's bad for you. Nothing is bad for you) <laughs> So you want a 15th serving of that you go yeah, <laughs> yeah. number 16 <laughs> in father's house there's best of the best yes. Hmm? Yes. the best robe the best suit best ring best shoes best food he said let's eat let's drink Let's be merry. God knows how to party. Yes. Yes. Do you believe it? Yes. The devil did not invent partying. Yes. He messed up partying. Yes. He, he perverted partying. God knows how to party. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> knows how to have real fun yes. without getting it all twisted, messing it up. God, Did you know God's funny? Yes. <laughs> He will. He's told me some things before. I just could hardly believe it was him telling me that. And I laughed and laughed. He's funny. But there'll never be anything that runs anybody down about his humor. There'll never be anything that's the least bit off. It's pure. It's perfect. He wants us to have fun. He wants to have like our brother was reading from John, have and enjoy life yes. to the full yes. until it overflows. Yes. Absolutely. It's a bad witness for Christians to be sad. Yes. Hmm? Yes. There are people who are not Christians because they have relatives who are. Yeah. And they think, man, if being a Christian is being like Aunt so-and-so or Uncle so-and-so or <laughs> then forget it. I don't know. Because they're so grumpy and they're so ill and they never have a good time. Everything's a sin and you can't do anything and you can't have anything any fun. That's a misrepresentation of God. God is fun. He is life. Life. Talk about the life of the party. That's God. So he said let's Let's have have fun. Let's eat. Let's be merry. For my son was dead. He's alive again. He was lost. Now he's found. And they began to be merry. Now his elder son was in the field. All of this is representative of the father God and his sons and daughters. Elder son was in the field. Father's field. Doing the Father's work. He didn't leave. He stayed. And uh, as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music. And he heard dancing. Now, that's some dancing when you can hear it. (laughs) You can hear it before. That must have been Samoan. Is that right? Because you look when you slap on your chest and you. Is that right? He could he could hear the. Da- I just found that out right now. <laughs> if you could hear the dancing, man, they were stomping with their feet, slapping with their hands. <laughs> but they were being demonstrative, and they were having fun. They were celebrating. Yes. We need to celebrate yes. our victories. Yes. Yes. The Bible said the angels oh, yes. in heaven, angels in heaven rejoice yes. when just one comes back, yes. comes to the Lord. You know, the way a lot of people act, a lot of church folks act, and even ministers, if there's an altar call and there's 20 people that are not saved, and two come and get saved and 18 leave lost. The way they act, the angels in heaven weep over the 18 <laughs> that didn't come. <laughs> but that's not what it said. Now, the reason I say that is because you can, if you listen to the enemy, you'll always be negative. You can say, well, man, three people got healed. Yeah, but two didn't. 20 people got saved. Yeah, but 40 did not. 40 did not. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? That's the devil. I said, that's the devil. That's the devil. I know the first mission trip I went on was in Central America. And the Lord dealt with me to sign up and go on the trip. They were going to build a church, building, and have evangelistic meetings. I had no money and we were barely making it, just going to school every, every day and enough gas to get back and forth to where we lived. And, and the Lord prompted me, sign up and go. I, and I just, out of obedience, I did it. And then on the way back home that day, I thought, oh, you've made a mistake. I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna tell them when they say, okay, you know, they say, we are gonna need half the money in a month or so. And then we need the other half of the money And what are you going to tell them when you don't have any of the money? And they'll say, well, why did you sign up? And so the enemy was bringing these thoughts to my mind. And so I I cast them down. And and I thought, well, if it's the Lord. And actually the Lord gave me the scripture in Corinthians. He said, who goes a warfare at his own charges? Anybody remember that? Who goes a a warfare at his own charges? And he reminded me when uh, I was at home. My my folks had a farm, and we had some milk cows, and we had some beef cows, and we had some, uh, we grew some crops. And so my dad would send me to town to pick up some things for the farm maybe some fertilizer, maybe some other things. And so the Lord reminded me, He said, When you went on a a, a, a job for dad, for father, He said, "Uh, Whose truck did you drive? I said, Well, it was daddy's truck. Whose gas did you burn? I said, Where's daddy's gas? He said, Who paid for the fertilizer? I said, That's daddy. He said, and What else did you do? I knew what he's talking about. I went by the Crestview. The Crestview was a hamburger place. <laughs> and I got a hamburger and a milkshake. Daddy also paid for that, too.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I went to town for daddy. And he said, "I'm your daddy. How, is, is the Father God your daddy?" Yes. He said, "And I'm sending you on this trip, yeah. and I pay for everything." Yeah. Oh, somebody say he pays for everything. Yes. He pay. Oh, come on, say it again. He pays yes. for daddy pays for everything. Yes. Daddy pays for everything. He said, don't you worry about it. You cast the care of it over on me. I'm se- That's the big deal. Is he sending you on this trip? That's the big thing. Yes. If he is, you can count on him yeah. to take care of everything. Yes. And so uh, as the time drew near, it was only about a, a couple of weeks until I'm supposed to have the money. Some people invited us to their home and, and fed us a nice steak dinner. Oh, man. We hadn't had a steak dinner in like six months. I mean, we were so thrilled. And the lady was a really good cook. And she just gave us portions that were huge. And we were just ecstatic. We thought, oh, we're Rama students. You understand what I'm saying? First year Rama students. And so, uh, and when we left, the man came up to the door and he put in, he took my hand and he put a check in my hand. And, and, and it was half enough. It was half the money to cover the mission trip. Phyllis and I were riding home, our belly full, money in our hands, and the devil. Oh, he's a mean devil. The devil got in the truck with us and he said, he said, half's like nothing. You can't go on half. Half's like nothing. Having half, same as having nothing. You can't go on half. And the reason I'm bringing this up, that's what the devil sounds like. Always negative, always you know, cup, cup's not half full, it's half empty. You mind know what I mean? You know, uh, always trying to belittle, always trying to demean. And the Spirit of God prompted me and said, "No, no. If God can get you half of it, He can get you the rest of it. Is that right? No, Daddy pays for everything." And sure enough. It got down to the wire, but just, I think it was like four days or so before the rest of it had to be in, here it came from a completely unexpected channel, more than enough, and it was a life-changing mission trip. It was something we were supposed to be on. Why did I get into all that? Do you remember? No? (laughs) Daddy pays for it all. The father's house is full of every good thing. His will is the best. And you can't waste money if it accomplishes his will. The elder son hears the Samoan dancing (laughs) and the music at a distance before he gets there. And he thinks, what is going on? What is going on? And he gets there. And he called one of the servants. He said, "Uh, what does this mean? And he said, your brother has come home. Because they hadn't seen him in, I don't know, months or or longer. And your father has killed for him the fatted calf because he received him safe and sound. And the elder son said, praise God. (laughs) (laughs) Praise, praise God. My brother. (laughs) Let's come back to. (laughs) Now you may think I took a big side journey on this, but I'm still talking about why people quit the ministry. Why people don't fulfill their call in ministry in life. He said, when he said he's received him safe and sound, he was what? He was what? Angry. Angry. Because somebody repented and came back to God. This is how twisted your thinking can get. Even a Christian who's not a baby Christian, an elder son. Come on, can you see this? Not a a baby, not an elder son. Somebody who's been faithful, who didn't leave father's house. He came in from Father's field doing Father's work. Come on, can you see this? But he's not enjoying the ministry, is he? He's not enjoying, you can see that further in just a minute, he's not enjoying being faithful. He's not enjoying helping complete Father's work in the field. And When he hears that his, young son, his younger brother, who took half the money, and he had heard some reports, you can see it later, some, some word had got back to him that his brother had moved to Sin City, <laughs> <laughs> and he heard of the parties, and he heard of the wildness, and he heard of the money they were blowing, and how that he bought expensive cars, and he did this, and he did drugs and he just went crazy and he did all that. And now he's back. And Daddy did what? He did what? Not not the new Armani suit. The, the new custom. The new crocodile shoes. The, the big ring. The veal? the beef and they're dancing for him Mm. man he he, his neck swelled up (laughs) And and his face is ashen and he wouldn't go in the house he wouldn't get any closer and the longer he hears this music and dancing It's just making him mad. He's just out here fuming. He wouldn't go in. Now again, let me remind you, elder Christian, faithful to serve the Father. Come on, can you see this? And yet so wrong, so, so wrong. The Father came out. Isn't the Father merciful? He not only came out for his Young son who had been living ungodly and finally came home smelling like pigs, but he came out for his elder son Mm -hmm. who's having a bad day, Mm -hmm. thinking wrong, and entreated him. That's kindness. He said, son, come on in. Come on in. Verse 29. And the son said, And I'm going to have to put a little emotion in it. Because he's mad. He's not just mad. He's hurt. He feels he's been wronged. He said, these many years I have served you, Father. Neither at any time Did I transgress your commandment? You told me to do this, I did it. You said don't do that, I didn't do it. I have followed your word. I have obeyed your command. At every turn, many years. Everybody say many years. Many, many years. years. Verse 29. And yet, you never gave me even a little goat. So, I could have a party with my friends. You never gave me a, a suit. You never gave me a ring. You care for him, the fatted calf, you wouldn't give me anything. What if I wanted to have a little get together with my friends? You never gave me anything. Somebody say, Lies. 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 Lies, let's go back to the beginning of the passage. Hmm? What did he do? What did father do? Huh, he gave it to the younger son and was going to do something else with the elder son later. No, no, he divided unto them his inheritance. So, what this elder son is saying is absolute lies. I said, It's lies. And you can hear, what is, who is the devil? He is the accuser. He's the accuser. And what's this elder son doing? He's accusing his father of being unfair and being unjust and playing favorites and not caring about him and not taking care of somebody that sticks by you and somebody's faithful. Not even caring. Lies? Lies. Lies, somebody say lies, lies, Lies. Lies. and this is why even some good people who are faithful and consecrated for many years wind up quitting because very similar situation. You know, Martha thought Mary owed her something. Remember that? That's an indication of deception by the enemy. Because everything from God is by grace. Yes. And that means it's not owed to you. Mm-hmm. It's a gift yeah. that you don't deserve. Yeah. Can you see? He's thinking the father owed him something yeah. that he didn't do for him. Mm-hmm. He's thinking the father owed him. Owed him. And here is a, a lie that the enemy has convinced so many people. He's waiting on the Father to give him what the Father has already given him. He's waiting on somebody to notice him and appreciate his gift (laughs) and make a place for him. He's waiting on somebody to come and ask him if he wants a suit he's waiting thinking he's being humble thinking he's being a good elder son he just gets up early he goes into the field he works hard all day he does what the father says he doesn't sin against the father and he keeps waiting for somebody to give him a fatted calf somebody to give him but The years go by, and they don't. And so bitterness, did you hear that word? Bitterness Mm -hmm. begins to take root. And even though he's still going through the motions, he's choking on it. He gets up. Can you see? In fact, let me read this to you from another translation This is not something that happened that day when the younger son came back home. This has been going on for some time to get to this point. In fact, the Wiest translation of verse 25 says it like this. He, the elder son, flew into a rage that was the explosive outlet of long-time resentment against his brother a resentment that had been smoldering in his breast. You can see that. He's out in the field. He's hot. He's sweating. He's getting the what tarot. <laughs> 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 the father said, plant another five acres. <laughs> tarot. And he hears, baby brother, is over in the casino in the air conditioning (laughs) blowing daddy's money by the thousands. Ah. And then when the boy shows up after having spent all the money and the father does this for him it just is too much. (laughs) The NIV says He said, look, all these years I've been slaving for you. I never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. I want you to tell me again, say lies. Lies, 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 lies. 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 Here's such an important truth. God expects more out of the elder son than he does the younger son. Babies don't know any better. Now, the younger son knew better than what he did. But God expects as you grow older in him and as you, he does more things for you, he expects you to know. And look at what he said in, in the very next verse here, what the father said to him. When he, when he accused him of not caring about him, not caring if he had been faithful, never given him anything, what did the father say? He said, uh, "Verse. Well, let me, let me read the rest of it. Verse 30, he said, as soon as this your son, your son, wouldn't even call him his brother, your son, which has devoured your living with harlots, you kill for him the fatted calf. And the father said I am so sorry I am so sorry I have not appreciated you I've taken you for granted I should have thrown some parties for you I I should have asked you Did you want to wear my suit I should have I should have No Somebody say "No, no 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 especially as you grow in the Lord, you should know you don't wait on somebody to notice you. Yes, yes sir. You don't wait yes, sir. on somebody. You know, we, we've seen this and I'm sure you've seen it. You know, I, I was at Ramah for, for a number of years and uh, you hear sometimes people graduate and, and you ask them, you know, a year later, well, what's going on? I'm just, you know, waiting on the right opportunity. You know, waiting on something to open up. No, you better get out there and go. Waiting on some funding. Waiting on somebody to underwrite my next project. That's not how it works. Is everybody awake or not? That's not how it works. You've already got your underwriter. That was weak. How about everybody on the back row? You've already got yes. your source, yes. your underwriter. Yes. It's up to him who he uses and how. That's not your job. Yes. But you can't wait till all the money comes in first. Then you're going to decide to go do something. That's not how it works. You don't wait for somebody to notice you. I know when I first you know, uh, started preaching and teaching, I felt like I almost needed to pay them to listen. You might <laughs> know what I'm talking about. I mean, where's the big offering? Hey, we grow up together, right? I mean, some of the churches I ministered in, you know, 35 years ago, they they were very very small. They had one of them had 15 people, one of them had eight people, and six of them were family. <laughs> <laughs> but we, that's where I was too I'm just starting out They're just starting out Now some 30 years later Some of those churches that were 25 and 30 Are big churches And now my ministry is more well known Can you see that? We grew up together But you don't try to just skip everything And go no I'm waiting for the big invitation and I'm going to pass up. You better take what's available to you. Come on, are y'all listening to me? Yes, if it's two people on the street corner and they want to hear, come on, are y'all with me? Yes. And don't be hung up on, oh, well, how much am I going to get? And, and can you pay for this? And can you pay for that? See, that's that same idea, waiting on somebody to notice me, waiting on somebody to give me something, waiting on somebody to give me the place. no. The principle of faith is that you fight the good fight of faith and you lay hold. Yeah. Somebody say, lay hold. lay hold. Remember the Lord gave the promised land yeah. to the Israelites. Yeah. He said, I have given it yeah. to you. Yes. Was that the end of it? No. Nope. Nope. Next, what did he say? Go, go. Go up and possess it. Yeah. Come on, say so everybody say, possess it, possess yeah. it. Yeah. Just because God has given it to you. Does not mean you'll ever experience it. Does not, does not mean you'll automatically enjoy it. You have to, by taking steps of faith, lay hold of it. And you don't wait until the money comes in first. You don't wait until somebody acknowledges you and is going to put you in their organization or any of this kind of thing. You don't wait on anybody for anything. I'm going to say that again another three or four times. Are y'all with me or not? You don't wait on anybody to notice you or give you money or support you. You don't wait on anything. You seek God until you hear from him. Is that right? And then you take a step to try to do that. You take a step to endeavor to do that. And you go as far as you can. Hmm? Our first church that we uh, started there in Branson, Uh, we'd been in the ministry already for 20 some years, but we went there and the Lord prompted us after a while that we were to purchase a building. It was 10 acres and uh, seat 3,000 people. We had no congregation. And very little money. Very little money. We, we didn't have enough for a, I don't know, tenth of a down payment on a place like that. But after praying and praying about it, we thought, yeah, there's something about this. So we, we met with the representative of the owners. There were like three main businessmen in town that owned that and other properties. And so uh, they met with Phyllis and myself. We sat down. And uh, I said, well, I said, what if we lease it from you for a while? And then we, uh, uh, after so long a period, we're able to buy it from you? And they said, no, no, we just want to sell it. I said, okay. We talked a little bit more, had some coffee. I said, well, what, what if? And I gave him another scenario, and, and before I could finish, he said, no, no, just, just sell. We only want to sell it. I said, okay. So we had some more coffee, and we talked a little while. <laughs> and so I said, well, what if, and I tried to give him another scenario where we could get in and get started, and, and he said, no, 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 sorry, no, just want to sell it. I said, okay. We thanked them for their time. We went back to the uh, little place we were staying, and Phyllis and I both got before the Lord that evening. We said, Lord, we have gone as far as we know how to go. We don't know what else to do at this point, so we cast the care over on you. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what we were not doing. We were not calling other people, asking if this group would support us or if this organization... Come on, are y'all with me? Or if this, or you understand what I'm saying? We weren't thinking somebody else should acknowledge us. Or we weren't mad at them going, don't they know who we are? Well, no, nobody knew who we were. (laughs) Why would they? Why would they? You've got to get rid of any foolish notions of grandeur about I'm going to have a big ministry. I'm going to be a big this. I'm going to be a big that. This is not about you building your ministry. This is about the Lord's will being accomplished and you being available to accomplish part of that. It's not about you. Not about you having your name on something. And so uh, we're not waiting on somebody to notice us. We took steps, but we'd gone as far as we could. The next morning, the phone rang at 630 30. It was one of those men. He'd, he'd been kept up that night. <laughs> Isn't that something? He said, he said, I called the other two partners and I told them, we don't really know what these people are doing. We don't understand what they're doing, but I just feel like we're supposed to help them, help them get started. And so they agreed to a wonderful a lease purchase thing that would cover the first year and even agreed that if we closed the deal they would sell back to us $100,000 praise God and even provided pastries for our opening day <laughs> and put an ad in the local paper for it they, they paid for it somebody say praise God praise God and so uh Within the next few weeks, uh, some money came in for the first part and the next part. And over the course of three and a half years, it was completely paid for. You must say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Completely paid for. But what if you had waited for somebody to notice you? What if you had kept looking for somebody else to, you know, somebody's going to give me money. Somebody's going to. No. No. You cannot look to anybody else. Somebody said out loud, uh, flesh, is not my arm. flesh is not my arm. I don't look to man. I don't look to man. The, Lord is my the Lord is my source. He will provide. He will provide. Hallelujah. 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 But you don't need financing and favor and people to sit on the couch and wait. Mm -hmm. Wait for somebody to notice you. What does what did Great Commission say? What did Jesus say? Go. 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 Everybody say go. 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 Look at your neighbor. Help them out. Say go, go, go Go into all the world and and preach. Preach the good news, the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation. Hallelujah to everyone that believes. That's what the Lord can finance. That's what he can get into. That's what he'll give you favor to do. But can you see how like the elder son, even even serving God, over a period of time you can get bitter Because nobody gave you a suit. Nobody gave you a ring. Nobody gave you a fancy meal. Nobody celebrated over you or did a dance for you. (laughs) 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 But can you see how subtle this evil thing of thinking somebody owes you something is? But notice what, what the Father tell him. He said, son, he didn't say, he didn't apologize to it. Didn't need to apologize to it. The father has done nothing wrong. It's this elder son who's confused. He said, son, you're always with me. Does the father know if you're with him or not? Does he know if you're faithful or not? He knows. He's not unrighteous to forget. He said, you're you're always with me. And, and I'm going on, I'm on to start giving you more. No. All that I have is yours. And there's actually some reproof in this. He's saying, basically he's saying, what do you mean? I never gave you anything. Everything I have is yours. What, what's the understanding here? Here's what the elder son didn't, didn't get. He could have been having a party yes. every week. Yes. <laughs> he could have been wearing good clothes Amen. every week. Yes. He could have had good shoes. Yes. He could have had good rain. Yes. Come on here with me. Yes. It's been his all the time. Yeah. He hadn't had the faith to lay hold of it. He's waiting on somebody else Mm -hmm. to notice him. Waiting on somebody else. Oh, friend, make up your mind. You're not waiting till tomorrow or next year. The devil will say, yeah, but you're just a Ramah student. You're just a ramus student. You are just a ramus student you do not have much. You can't expect to have much. Lies. Oh, come on. You're not helping me enough with this. Lies? Lies. You are a child of the Most High God. Your daddy is the richest father in the universe. And all that he has is yours. Most people don't believe that. They don't believe that at all. But you could pipe pipe up right here today in class and go, I believe it. In In fact, I take my robe now. I'll take my suit now. No, somebody's not hearing me. You're not, you're not hearing me. I, I'm talking about before graduation. I, I'm talking about, I'm talking about before the years. I'm, I'm talking about now. I'm talking about here and now. All that I have is. Not one day. Not someday. Not I'm going to do great things for you later. No, it's yours now. And he's, he's There's some reproval in there what do you mean? I never gave you anything. I know you're with me. I know everything you do, boy. And you're talking about, I never get everything I have is yours. What does that mean? You could have accessed it anytime. If you hadn't been believing lies, if you hadn't let your heart get bitter, if you hadn't been judging other people's blessings, Would you look at that? Would you look at that? (laughs) Backslider, come in here, repent three minutes and get healed. And God gave him a car next (laughs) week. I've I've been wanting a car for ten years. (laughs) I've been faithful. I hadn't backslid or read my Bible every day. Yeah, but you hadn't acted on what's been given. On what belongs to you in Christ, you haven't dared to claim one. Oh, somebody say claim one. claim one. Claim lay hold of one. I lay hold of X amount of money out of this world system. I, I believe I receive it right now. I lay hold of some new clothes. I lay hold of a, a bicycle, a motorcycle, I lay hold of a car, I lay hold of a place to live. Come on, young listeners. Oh, yes, The elder son could have had music and dancing every Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night. Everybody come over. Why? Daddy's paying. Daddy's paying. Eat all you want. (laughs) Could have had a new suit every week. Huh? It's sad how Christians are going without doing without and how over the years they get bitter about it mm-hmm. and when they see somebody bold enough and with faith enough to rise up and ask and lay hold oh it makes them mad mm-hmm. it makes them mad when it should be a revelation yes. hey yes. why haven't I been doing that why don't I do that yeah. Yeah. I know uh, uh, there's a minister in the states uh, some of you may have heard him and seen him his uh, his name is uh, brother Leroy Thompson and he's a minister in uh, South Louisiana, and he got a real strong Cajun accent and uh, him and his boys were traveling and they saw a, a a nice little mid-sized jet airplane and and they let him look at it and he's, he'd been preaching and traveling for years, and they had a little bitty plane, but this was a this was a nicer one and he went to he went to it and looked at it, he walked through it, he turned to his boys he says Why we can't have one of these? (laughs) Why we can't have one of these? By the end of the year, they had one of these. Instead of getting jealous, instead of getting, come on, are y'all with me? Instead of getting envious, instead of getting mad when somebody else is blessed, a key to you getting similar is rejoicing over their blessing. Is that right? What the elder brother should have done was said, oh, baby boy is home. I'm so glad he's not lost. I'm I'm so glad he's not going to hell. And he did what? And daddy did what? What have I been doing? I could have been having a party. He he could have got a revelation. I've not been using what's available to me. He could have rejoiced with baby brother. Helped him get back into the family and come up himself at the same time and said, I'm going to stop this foolishness, wearing these old clothes, never having any fun. I'm stopping this and I'm going to lay hold and I'm going to lay hold and I'm going to receive and I'm going to possess what God has so graciously already given me. How many remember another place the Lord said, all, through through Paul, all things are yours. Did he say it or not? Yes. All things are yours. Praise God. Stand on your feet, everybody.